Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Two more hogs got the fever. That is exactly right. And the latest hog to get the fever is VB, my friend VB, Doug Gowdy. I was on his radio show today. We are talking about the Bubba Wallace uh, situation, hoax, fraud. And um, it got ugly for a while. VB is on WRKO, and uh, his producers named Lightning. Her real name is Marita. And she's very uh, cool, but wrong on this just like he is. It looks exactly like a noose if it is a garage pole as well. So, Mer- Lightning, uh, answer this question for me. One, do you see the garage door in this picture? I don't know. So, I see a wall. Like, is that so, the garage so door? So now you're saying that NASCAR is fudging this? And two, how, how come there's nothing around that would show how small this is? Because right now it looks like a big loop. You can it see looks it like based a noose. on the guy standing there, Shattuck. Yeah, you know how far the guy is from anything. This is a, this is a, a oh, man, this is unbelievable. Why is it so hard for you to say, okay, I get why NASCAR had this looked into. Why is that so hard? You're telling me that's the best they can do? Because obviously NASCAR is taking a picture, doing their utmost to make it seem like the rope handle is a noose. That's what if they're you trying went to do. a friend's house, Shattuck, do you have friends? Do you have any friends? Uh, not to speak of, no. So if but you I went to a house of somebody who didn't like. know better, said, hey, come on over, we're having brownies, and you guys are welcome because you live in the neighborhood, and then you went to their house, and that was that was in their garage, you would that would mean nothing to you. You wouldn't go, wow, that's a weird thing to see. Wow. That's kind of aggressive. You, it wouldn't register with you at all. Well, if that was in their garage... The, and it was big enough for a head hanging by the rafters, I would say, holy God, that's a noose. But if that was a hand-sized rope cord attached to the garage door, which is obviously to pull the garage door closed, I would say, 
Nothing, because it's a cord. You can't it's, tell me you look at that and you just say, like, oh, wow, like, that's that's an average that's rope. Right. It looks like a mini <laughs> noose, then. It looks like a mini noose. If it's not a head, if it fits the head of it, it Who? looks like a mini noose. Like, somebody did that. When in your know, life, Shattuck, like have you seen a rope tied like that for Weird. anything? When? A bunch of times. It's used for sailing and camping. It's a non When have you shown me a picture of you sailing or camping where you've tied a rope like that? No, that's not, no. A camping rope, really. You've tied a camping rope like that. It's a non This is just crazy. Why do you have to do this? Why do you have to do it? Because you don't know what a non slip knot is or a bowline knot. You don't know these things. I haven't had to pass basic seamanship in a while, to quote Jaws. Okay, the sound you just heard, I set it up earlier, but that is VB Doug Gowdy in a pitch battle with yours truly, Tom Shattuck, over the uh, Bubba Wallace uh, noose case or non-noose case, and uh, we had it out. We've been, I've been talking about this stuff all week, and I gotta say that uh, it was a good, uh, it was a good, um, high, passionate conversation. Naturally, I was right. VB was wrong. Most of the callers, almost all of the callers, uh, sided with me. But I'm going to step away from that, even as I bring in the man of the hour, VB, to join us. Good evening, VB. Welcome to Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. I am called VB the Wise. You are Thomas the What. How could you have been right in the conversation based on those monikers alone? Can you imagine having to be there on air for two hours as wrong as you were? Knowing that it wasn't a noose and knowing that by definition a noose has to, you know, close and tighten and that a noose is used to snare something and that's not what that is. It's just simply a, a rope. By the way, do you think NASCAR is going to have to do something about the image that they put out there? Do what? I mean, didn't no, they, they put the picture out, showed you what the issue they, was, and that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> you don't think that's a problematic pic- picture? And if you haven't seen it listening right now, NASCAR, after all was said and done, NASCAR released a photo of the garage door cord. Uh, and the photo they released was cropped so that you couldn't see that the cord led anywhere. And there was no context of what size it was. So the photo looks very noosey. Just of all the you know circ- uh, coincidences, that's the one that, that NASCAR is going with, and that is pure CYA. But I'll ask you again, VB. I'll give you a chance to clarify. Do you think that maybe they should uh, release more photos? What's amazing to me about this story, especially today, is that we've gotten so partisan and so tribal in this country that we can't even acknowledge that this one kind of worked out okay, and we're pleased with how this resolved itself. We have to keep battling after everything showed itself to be what it was, and everybody <laughs> agrees on that, except people are fighting about whether yeah. a, something that looks like a noose then can or can't be a noose if it's not an actual noose. Like, right, it can't be. That's what we're doing. Why do I have to suspend logic for to bend to your argument in that we should be in a good mood? The NASCAR and this driver tried to perpetuate a fraud upon the country. I didn't believe it from the beginning and said it was untrue. The FBI came in and said, obviously looking at it, that it was untrue. There was a reporter who had been down there all week before, saw the little cord in the garage door, and had already tweeted it out there so you could see what it was. And then it turns out to be untrue. NASCAR has their thing. You know, they create racial division, all that stuff. You, in, For some reason, you think it's all's well that ends well. No, somebody screwed up here either uh, purposefully or through incompetence in a dangerous way in a dangerous time 
Nobody screwed up. Somebody was concerned about something. So they looked into it. They looked into it with proper channels. And what they found after they looked into it was, eh, it wasn't what you thought it was. And everybody said, fine, no harm, no foul. I look at stuff historically and I say, a lot of times when things aren't what they seem, well, people have suffered as a result of that. And people have endured tremendous hardships before you've gotten an acquittal or you've gotten a not guilty verdict or something along those lines. Nobody suffered here other than, you know, Bubba Wallace for a day thinking that there was a noose in his stall, but nobody uh, lost he, a he job. Never thought there was nobody a noose was, to... was planted on TV and said, this is the bad guy. Okay. And in the end, everybody's good here. Okay. Bubba Wallace um, never believed that there was a noose. You'd have to be crazy to think that. If he, if he You have no was... knowledge of that. You keep saying that like it's fact, but you have nothing to back that up, right? Well, he said he didn't see any pictures, and then he said he did see plenty of pictures, which goes to his credibility already, and then if he did see pictures and they showed the a garage door cord made of rope, then he would know there wasn't a noose. But he was all in, the the NASCAR was all in, and so we had this fraud perpetuated on us. But I just going to the believability thing in the beginning, anyway, if you are a dyed-in-the-wool racist and you want to send a message to Bob Wallace or wh whomever it is. Don't you not tie the noose, make the noose a utilitarian garage door string because you're going to have half the people saying it's just a garage door string and that minimizes the effect of terror you're looking for. So don't you just use a noose if you're going to do a noose thing? Well, Are you asking me to get in the mind of a, yeah, an avowed racist? I avowed people racist. do people do crazy things all the time. How many you saw that the, the New York Times wannabe terrorist that drove his car into Times Square like five years ago, and then he couldn't light his own explosives. Like people are stupid, thankfully, because otherwise we'd have a lot more craziness going on in the world. I don't know what somebody would do in a circumstance like that. What I know is I can. The only photo I have seen looks an awful lot like a noose to me, and I understand why someone would move that up the chain. Doesn't bother me that they did. I'm happy that the FBI looked into it. I'm happy that it turned out to be nothing because we certainly don't need that right turned now. Out. It never so turned well, that it ends well indeed. <laughs> it never, never needed to turn out at any point to be anything because it was nothing. But by the way, the New York Times, I mean, the, the Times Square guy in New York, you know, he gave it the old college try. He brought everything he was supposed to bring somewhere along the lines. You know, he, he screwed it up. And same with the guy with the, the shoe bomber or whatever in on the airplane. Yeah. I understand that. But that's a little different. They went and tried to execute a plan. If you're going to use and do a noose thing, then don't do a noose thing that's perfectly, dis uh, that's perfectly disguised as a pull string for a garage door. There's plenty it's of ways perfectly to disguised. You do realize that they evaluated all the garages at that location, and this was the only one that had that particular style of pull string. None. It's so universal that so no one a, else was using right, it. Right, and what was there, 11 or 17 others that had strings? And but they didn't have that. Right, but, they were random, but that wasn't issued to a black driver at that okay. time that it was built. But you keep arguing the same thing. What I'm telling you is there would be a reason to think, well, gee, this is unusual. I have an African-American driver here, and that thing, which they're calling a pull string, looks a little bit like a noose to me. Let me look around at a couple of the other nearby stalls, and gee, 
they don't have that thing. So do you see where somebody might have thought, well, this is something worth looking into? I see Just for, because the end didn't turn out to be the thing I, doesn't mean it wasn't worth investigating. Of course it was. I could see how somebody for an, a moment until somebody competent was brought in to reevaluate for a moment could have thought, oh, my God, that's got to be a noose. But other than that, anybody, anybody who knows anything about rope and the fact that it's a garage door would there be no need there'd be no question you wouldn't even move, move, move it along you said no that's for the garage door this guy's using a slip knot this guy's using a bowline knot this guy's using the double stitch the jiminy knot doesn't matter there's a thousand knots you can use if that was the only one who cares it doesn't matter but anyway i think i've been vindicated here and you've been proven to be in the wrong for history here's what i'll tell you shattuck okay yes we are in a hypersensitive world so much so that when a New York City police officer gets a shake that doesn't taste right. Immediately, people go to the newspapers and say people are poisoning shakes of cops. And when that turns out not to be true, nobody goes, oh, my God, Shake Shack had to eat that for three days, that bad press. This was similar in that there was a claim made that seemed to fit a narrative, turned out not to be true. In both cases, I'm happy it wasn't what we were told it was up front because I think this speaks well to the system can work. Much like in the Central Park Karen story, where one thing that's left out of that story is the cops were called. And when the cops showed up, they laughingly dismissed the thing and believed the African-American as they should, even though we were told that there was some sort of systemic racism about the whole thing. In all those cases, I think the law and the investigations went the way they should and they reached the right conclusions. All of this is to be celebrated. In the Shake Shack thing, VB, there has been a spate of um, not only calls to end the police, but the vilification of the police. Police have been shot and killed in the last uh, month, and there has been a determined push by cultural and political forces to end the police and to certainly dismirch the police. There has not been a, a siege and pattern of racism on NASCAR drivers. And even if there had been, you could determine in five seconds that this piece of rope was not an evidence of that. This is something different. Hey, what was that that you mentioned when we first started talking, right before we got into the news? I would argue there has been a spate of violence towards African Americans, which is why we are here right now. Oh, so God, going cool. right to the flag waving. That's so. Uh, oh, really? You don't think Ahmaud Aubrey would be, dead, would be alive if he was white? And this was... Down south where this happened, in case you don't know where Talladega is, it's in Alabama. So I think there's every reason for somebody to have gone, hmm, this is unusual. Again, good news. It well, worked out. Well, it was resolved quickly. Well, it, this thing uh, didn't drag on for months, thankfully. And so I agree with you. There's, there's, happy. there's plenty of racism. And had there been anything racist done, you know, then I would have said, wow, of course, this the culture of, of racism down there. But there was no noose. So there's no evidence. You have no... There's nothing for it. There was as much noose as there was spit in the or bleach in the sh shake. Uh, but what was that we were talking about right before we started talking about the noose? Uh, my wisdom understood no. that you want to spend some time on that. But let me ask you this. We're like 50 minutes away or so from the allotted time when it was announced that the emancipation statue was coming down. Are, is that coming down tonight or is law enforcement and city officials in DC going to step in to stop that? How's that going to go? You want my super hot take on this? There is a perimeter being built around that right now. DC police will protect it. It will not come down, but 
I think that there's it's very possible there will be it's a di- diversionary tactic and something else will come down across the city. There's, I actually thought that they announced that it was going down on Thursday because they were going to try and take it down last night. I was surprised they didn't. The idea of announcing when you're taking it down all but ensures it's not coming down. The question is whether there will then be a conversation or a decision by leaders down the road. And by down the road, I mean not too far down the road that says we're taking that down anyway because enough people have complained about it. I don't know. Boston, for example, that same statue, there's been that petition and the mayor of Boston said it should come down. But then I've heard no developments on that. So is there a anything in motion on that or i don't know what the policies are on these things it's been a few days uh on that one like but once like i said i agree with you that it was odd that they had that they had telegraphed so um so blatantly you know when it when the you know the attack in the statue would happen and that's why i think it could be diversionary that something else will happen somewhere else in the city and that well the other thing the other thing you wanted to get to i know uh was coronavirus because if what's going on in the country right now with the lead, you know, these 20 states having these super more than 20 percent increases on a daily basis, coronavirus cases, is 2020 over? Oh, is it already over in June? Right. That's what you had said. Um, I think so. I think uh, certainly in New York and Massachusetts. Um, and it's like this. The, the problem is, is there's so much disparate information there's so much. I mean, we know that there's, I a, know. there's a spike in Arizona of hospitalizations. Arizona's well, didn't we? Weren't we told that it doesn't like the heat? Right. So that was one of the reasons that I falsely thought, well, Texas absolutely should reopen. Arizona should never have shut down because we were told the heat could kill it quick. How can there be this spike, this this massive rise in Phoenix all of a sudden, if the heat? is such an enemy of coronavirus, but here we are. What I what I think we keep finding out is the more we think we know, the less we actually do know about this thing. Yes. And yes. my great overstatement or the thing that I had fallen back on all along in this was, we're the United States of America in 2020. If you tell us there's a problem, we'll have it fixed within a couple of months because we're that great. And with the amount of billions of dollars that go into biopharma each and every year, I thought we would be able to figure this thing out pretty quickly, and it turns out we're not that advanced, and it's just not that simple. No, and add to it just the, the heated politics. And, you know, there are people on both sides of this thing who are who are worried about the pandemic secondarily, if not uh, in a tertiary um, way. You know, people are more interested in beating beating each other up. You know, there's there's Team New York versus Team Florida, and today you had Cuomo going after uh, DeSantis in Florida. It's like we're just terrible in 2020. Is the problem, and so we, we're this is the worst. Well, the Cuomo philosophy is crazy. You dropped there for a second. You still there? Cuomo Cuomo specific to Rhode Island's ass if they didn't if they tried to stop people from New York traveling there. And now he is literally telling Florida the same thing that Rhode Island had tried to tell him. And he's acting like he's right on both of those. And the media is letting him get away with it. It's crazy. It is crazy. By the way, you know, if you, if you looked at the, the Spanish flu at all and the World Series, the Red Sox World Series, which we think about as, you know, 1918, the last year the Sox had won the series before the curse. Have you looked into that at all? Yeah. So supposedly, I read a couple of articles just looking into this um, where they suggest that the World Series itself was at fault for 
for spreading or the respread of the virus. Actually, yes. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. In Boston. Man. Well, they said, too, the, the three games in Boston, the crowd got halved for each time. Like, people are like, we can't do this. The other thing was there was a lot of war uh, celebrations and right. or parades going on. The one in Philly is always the one that people point to. But Boston was the epicenter of the second wave, as it was called there. And again, the thing I always teach or tell people about coronavirus, uh, Spanish flu is that they never did find a cure of it. It just went away. It got weak on its own and it sort of fizzled out. If that's what we have to do here, we're in for the long haul. And I just don't know that we have the stomach for this thing. I don't, in I don't yeah. think so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that we can ever close again. Worth noting, by the way, that they wanted to get so many fans in that they used Braves Field instead of Fenway. Well, well, they remember they had cut the season short by a month yeah. because they knew this was they, – they knew they were playing with fire. They just tried <laughs> to get it in. Here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think there is going to be baseball this year? No. I mean, they're doing all these meetings and they're laying out all these things and they're having all these negotiations, but I just don't see how this is ever going to happen. Again, one of the cities they were talking about having it – or the states they were having it exclusively played in was Arizona. Trump moved the thing from North Carolina to Florida, and now Florida's like a hot spot. Like, every time you think you make a plan about this thing, coronavirus says, oh, I don't think so. I would be shocked at this point if they have baseball in point. It is interesting, too, because I, in the and this is why this is why this is so tough for people, because you try to understand something. You try to get a, a depth of knowledge on something by looking at history, by looking at the facts, by looking at misinformation and this and that. Um, and then what what you and I do is, you know, I opine usually in the newspaper and you do daily, by the way, on WRKO, WRKO.com in Boston, live daily from uh, 12 to 3, Prime Meridian. And um, so, but I've found that I've never been more on both sides of an issue. There are times when I'm listening to doctors in the healthcare community, listening to a lot of doctor podcasts, and those guys talking about how this savaged them. They had no time to react. They had to do everything they could to get to get all of their resources together. And this had torn through other countries already, and they were playing catch up. And, and then it got into New York, probably through, among other things, the subways, direct flights from China. And the doctors talk about this thing just devastating them. And, of course, it ended up, so far is what 120,000 or something there's it's over 100,000 dead and so and and they talk about how this thing is so it's so contagious that they're not even sure the masks might be something that can help but the molecular structure of this thing is it's almost smart in the way it operates that you know there's no stopping and I hear that and I think holy Jesus, you know, time to just keep stocking up on uh, toilet paper and water and stay downstairs in my house. At other times, I'm looking at all the businesses go out of business and the clunky technocratic uh, governors, you know, with no real veneer of empathy, you know, to the businesses and lives who are going to, who businesses that have been ruined, lives that have been changed, people will die as an indirect result of this stuff as well. And I want to go drive with my van and kidnap the governor. You know, I, it, and it's, 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 I've never had this with anything else. It's like, this is just such a frigging tough thing to talk about. Are, are you, uh, do you also struggle with this? Yeah, but I, what I get, I've always subscribed to the Chris Christie theory when he did the podcast with Dana Bash, not to promote another podcast, Shattuck, 
Uh, and he needs to be a guest in Burn Barrel, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he said, look, as a governor, you don't have the luxury to be perfect. You have to do the best you can and you have to keep things moving. And that's why he was always saying, look, you got to reopen stuff. You can't just sit there forever. And what what ends up happening is you say, if you say reopen, then you're you're a killer of grandpa. And if you say we can't do anything until we have a cure, then you're a killer of the economy. And there has to be some sort of balance there. What we don't have in 2020 is we don't have any stomach for or we, we have this idea that Gee, if we just lock down enough, if we just hide enough, this thing won't be able to find us and it'll go away and we'll win when all evidence tells you that that's not true. Number one, two, that's not a sustainable way to run a country. Right. So we have to. And I think Trump has done a really poor job of this. And I'll be critical of him here. What I think Trump should have been saying all along is, look, there, there are going to be some numbers here. And he did this originally and he stopped doing it. There are going to be some numbers here that are going to blow your mind and they're going to be staggering and we're not going to believe that this has happened. But we've got to endure some pain and hardship here. And it's going to be on both fronts, both the human level and the economic level. But we're going to do our best to get through this together. And no one knows what the right or wrong way is, but we're going to try and be sympathetic to both sides of that and to be as open minded as we can on all fronts and do the best we can. And I I keep looking for someone to. Charlie Baker doesn't tell me. I never get the sense that Charlie genuinely does care about the business world. Mm. I think Charlie just cares about getting those case numbers down. And we don't even know if that's a number that we should be following. If it's just hospitalizations, if it's just death. That's one of the things that's so puzzling about this is what is the metric that tells us we're doing okay? And nobody knows. And that's why CNN switched from deaths to cases because cases is so staggering and so scary to people. We don't know in these 20 states that have seen this uptick if it's just because of increased testing, if it's cases of people that have never shown any symptoms, or if it's people getting sick. The only state we know about is Texas. And within Texas, it's primarily Houston. So it's hard to gauge what any of this stuff means, even now. And we've been doing this for months. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think that, I mean, this is, I can't imagine how any president would handle this. I think Barack Obama would have, he certainly would have had a more calming presence in his own just presentation. And the fact that he is, um, it that he had, you know, he has the vocabulary and enunciation, ability to think on his feet uh, in a way that Trump doesn't, where you'd want somebody who seems to have a command of the situation, and Trump doesn't have it. Just, it's not the kind of speaker he is. Trump is doing the right thing, I think, in being rah-rah for businesses, suggesting we're going to open up and being stronger. But really, that's 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 the extent. This is not. This is this is like a, a horse, you know, doing ballet with Trump doing this stuff. It shouldn't be. I stole that a little bit. For, a comedian compared Trump to a horse in a hospital, which I think is a. Uh, is I understand that feeling by people, um, but I mean, who knows? He, Trump did a good job with the ventilators, which of course turned out to be not necessary. <laughs> um, but it's I mean, there's no way to we don't. This is the hard truth I think for people is that this is a black swan event and we're not ready for it. It's bigger and better than us at the moment, so we only can do what we know how to do. We may understand only maybe about one tenth of this thing. And it's not helping that you've got two major tribes in this country, one hoping that people who went to the Tulsa rally will die and one hoping that, you know, rioters will die as a result of the disease. It's like it's a, con- yeah. a convergence of all the worst possible things, which brings me to a 
non, well, kind of a virus subject for you. And I wanted to have this ch- talk with you. I wanted to talk to your wife about this uh, mostly. So you are a man who has a... She shook you off. She's not interested in Is a she conversation there? with you. <laughs> She's right in the... By the way, you know what she said yesterday, just to put a cherry on the top of the... She said it to me yesterday because she had to go to uh, meet a couple of friends at a undisclosed location, let's put it that way. When she came back from it, she said, it's still hard for me to believe that I'm walking around Massachusetts and people are wearing masks. Like, it's just... She still can't wrap her head around the fact that this is where our life, that we're living through this. Yeah, and I get that totally. It's just, this is supposed to be 1918, and we're supposed to laugh at this stuff and go, man, look at how primitive they were. And this is what we're doing. And we don't even know, we really yeah. don't know if this stuff works. But this is this is how much it's exposed that, oh, you think you're great? Chum some of this. And now we're putting on masks and people have it on under their nose or they're itching the thing and they're pulling it back and we're all acting like, well, we're doing something. We don't even know. No. No, we have no idea. But I do know, and are we allowed to say your wife's name or are you going to use her her secret spy name? Secret spy name is always better, yes. Okay. It, it, that Coco and you should know that I was looking out today beholding my flock of chickens. There's six chickens and six guinea hens, and they're they're little. They're walking across the lawn, and they are uh, kind of the guinea hens. Sometimes break off into their own pack, and then they go eat a bunch of ticks, and then they join the chickens. And I thought to myself, my my yard is it's on an incline, and it's not perfect. And but these are great. These animals are awesome. These chickens are really cool, and the chickens are extroverts too. So they want to hang out with you, especially if you've got food. The guinea fowl, they're more just, uh, they have more lizard brains, so they don't they don't negotiate, they don't want any part of you. Those are the ones that always escape. Then it occurred to me, why wouldn't you, with all your acreage, get chickens? You're so already close to it. My wife said to me, uh, I was I was it this morning, because she saw a video that you put up of uh, you chasing a deer. Oh yeah, I saw two deer said, during my walk. He's like he's like old McDonald now. How soon before Shattuck has like blue jean overalls and a straw hat <laughs> sucking on a piece of wheat while he talks about, yep, them oxen over there are going to be good in a couple weeks. Yep, going to take care of that. Like, you're becoming that guy. I'm surprised you don't have the bushy beard at this point. I know. If I could, I would. But I'm telling you, but I like the idea of a goat. Goats can eat all sorts of crappy plants and weeds and bushes. You know, I, I just don't want to... Uh... I, we, we deal with enough um, droppings between humans, dogs, and chickens now that I can't bring a cat or a goat into the situation. But why don't you get chickens? That gives you fresh- I don't know how you're getting away. How are you getting away with this? I, it's one of the reasons why we don't is we don't – we're just not farmers, one. Two, I showed you a picture this week of a fox Ooh. that just decided to start sunning himself in my front lawn. Yes. And across my street – there, there's a camp that has been closed for the summer. They just announced it, which is unbelievable because that place is great. But on the other side of that camp, every night we hear coyotes howling. Any chickens or guinea hens or whatever you got there would be gone within a week if we ever got them here. Believe it. So that is a downside to it. And that fox, and, and if I got a fox here, I do have two dogs, including uh, a nominal foxhound uh, that's supposed to be able to um, repel uh, foxes, she, she doesn't seem interested because I my my security camera showed a fox walk up 
to my uh, front door, look almost through the window at where the dog sleeps, and then slowly walk away. Um, and with the dog not noticing anything, of course. But yes, if a fox were to run up the ramp that I have and into the chicken coop, there would be a bloodbath in there. And that does happen. I think that's coming. I think you better. At some point, this we're going to have another burn barrel too with VB the Wise, and you're going to be crying through it. And I'm going to be <laughs> consoling you because that thing is going to have happened, and you're going to have to explain that to children. You know what I have? I have a hawk that lives in our a tree in the front, and I was out conversing it with it the other day because I have a ridiculous rash of chipmunks this spring. Oh yeah, and I, I was set, hawk. What are you doing? They're everywhere. How are you not taking some of these out for me? And that's what's driving me crazy. I get nature and I get that there's a chain of command. I hate when it doesn't do its part. I The hawk can do it. I'm happy with him as long as he cleans up some of this mess. But no, chipmunks are running wild on my property. Yeah, I agree with you. Chipmunks and rabbits everywhere. You'd figure the coyotes and the hawks and the other things would... Take care of it, and we'll uh, we'll hope they do. All right, VB. I, 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 by the way, let you should know, listening right now, that VB was complaining that his uh, his pool water was waiting for him. He's got an Olympic sized pool in his backyard, and uh, the family enjoys the pool while the help cooks for them. So that's his life. We'll let him get back to that, VB. I have uh, essentially the a sprinkler for my uh, for my poor uh, brood. I also have a fire pit. You have a burn barrel. There is a distinct difference between the two of us. That's true. That fire pit that your wife built, heavy stones. Your wife weighs 17 pounds. She had to lift heavy stones like the Egyptians. Uh, you had to build a pyramid there while you simply watched drinking ice, diet iced tea inside, watching her. Vicious, vicious. All right. So you it was were on- hot that day too. I remember bringing. I remember going out to get her to do that properly, and I was like, "Wow, is it really hot out here?" And then I came back into air conditioning. Was- well, it was hotter for her. She was pregnant at the time, so I mean, you got to think that that must have been. That must have been even worse. All right. His name is VB. He is um, real VB five. What is your Twitter handle? VB the wise, my friend. VB the wise. <laughs> VB the wise. He's often wrong, but you'll. The good thing about listening to VB every day is you'll feel very smart because he is so incredibly profoundly off on most issues. WRKO.com. Coco, thank you. VB, thank you. Back to the back to the hens and the foxes. Sounds good. All right. See you later. All right, Jack. We'll talk to you. Get it? Get chickens, dude. Jesus. Absolutely not. Coco, get chickens. I don't want any, I don't want any more animals. In I'll give you some step. chickens. And, I'll and bring the good news is, here's Coco. She doesn't want any. I'll be bringing chickens over. Say la vie. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.